1: Get eighty percent off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte dot com. That's B Y T E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: Cheryl, this episode finds me laughing I think the hardest I've laughed in a long time.
1: Yeah. Same.
2: I mean, I have some good laughs in my life. Yeah. But this was you know those thoughts that you get in your head and you can't move on from? Yeah.
3: Yeah, we really got stuck in a we got stuck in a bad bad place
2: it was a fun place yeah but it was it was an unprofessional place right that's the only unprofessional moment of (laughs) of this entire (laughs) listen so we want to apologize ahead of time
3: yeah I think you guys are going to like it it, by the way this documentary is not um, funny
2: (laughs) but for some reason this
3: this podcast you'll see You'll listen. You'll hear it. The
2: hardest I've laughed in 24 hours.
3: Oh. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s.
2: Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling,
1: faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And <laughs> Tig and Cheryl i following in the sound of my footsteps.
2: Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story.
3: Hey, Tig. Hi, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to do this thing?
2: I was born ready to do this exact thing. What about you?
3: Oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about this. Mm-hmm. Because this lady is nuts, but smart. I guess. In some... I think so.
2: <laughs> this is... This is called The Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. hmm And uh, I wasn't familiar with it, but it's a 2019 documentary directed by Alex Gibney. It chronicles the rise and fall of Elizabeth Holmes and her revolutionary blood testing company, Theranos. The company, which Elizabeth founded as a teenager... Became one of the hottest startups in Silicon Valley history before collapsing amidst allegations of massive fraud. The film premiered at Sundance and was produced by HBO Documentary Films. Were you familiar with this?
3: Well, yeah, I watched it when it came out. Oh, and then okay. I rewatched it. This is what I do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was fun to watch again. I was dying to see this because. Um, I am fascinated at people who who go for a really big lie- uh-huh. and they get everyone to believe them and then they start believing
2: it themselves. But that's the thing is, did she set out believing that she could? Yeah, because they did reference Edison right. He, he ended up, you know, essentially saying something was so before it was, and then it was. My gut tells me that she believed this and envisioned this, and it did not come to fruition, but her ego and lunacy could not let it go. And I personally don't know how she was so appealing to so many people, that was that was the real mystery to me, but maybe I'm just being judgmental.
3: Well, I think people that show a lot of confidence and can talk the talk, people are drawn to them. And I think because she was she's a woman that people were sort of whatever ready to see a strong woman start a, an amazing company. So mm-hmm. just so so people, if you haven't seen it. It's okay. Um, Her name is Elizabeth Holmes, and she started this company, Theranos, when she was 19, and she was attending Stanford. And what the company is, which sounds great, um, that you could just take a little drop of blood from somebody's finger, like a tiny pinprick, and then she created this little tiny computer... That you could put that drop of very blood. Very tiny.
2: Very tiny stuff. <laughs>
3: yes. It's very tiny. What is the capsule? The uh, the capsule's called something like a,
2: called? a micro a nano uh, oh a nano uh, nanotainer. Nanotainer. <laughs> so she was they, just making stuff up left and right. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? What is this, Elizabeth? Uh that's a nanotainer. Let's
3: yeah. call it a nanotainer. Yeah, it's,
2: a, it's a nanotainer. Moving on. So
3: then you you would put this little drop of blood into this little, what did she call it? The Edison, right? Mm-hmm. She named the. It basically little... looked like a fax machine.
2: Yeah, and it probably was. After watching the movie, <laughs> it probably she was probably just putting nanotainers. She was just faxing nanotainers. <laughs> yeah, well, the
3: idea is that you put this drop of blood in, and this little. Computer processes your blood, tiny mm-hmm. drop, and checks like two hundred different tests to see what you have wrong with your body or what you have right with your body. Diseases, yeah. So people were very interested. This is like, you know, people were on board with it and thought, "Wow, this
2: is amazing." And
3: she dropped out of of Stanford because she was so okay. But successful. that's
2: but that's where she probably should have stayed in Stanford. <laughs> So she could have learned more and found that this is incorrect and what she was doing was wrong. I'm a dropout and I have no regrets, but hearing her story, I'm feeling like maybe she should have stayed in school. And
3: by the way, I mean, somebody told her that this is impossible. And she said, uh, no, you got to take a step back.
2: <laughs> she said, no, I got this. She was very focused on the build it and they will come theory. Yes. Yes. Oh, and by
3: the way, we'll listen to her to a second at a TED talk, which I think really put her on the map. But when you watch this documentary, she's got these eyeballs that she does have she eyeballs She never blinks. They're big eyeballs and she never blinks. And
2: remember how I've commented on how deep your voice can get when you get <laughs> really into yeah. something? Oh her she's got a deep voice. So I just want to prepare She kind of talk.
3: She kind of talk Yeah, it's so she
2: kind of talks not, like this Cheryl's not known
3: for her impressions. You listen to her and you tell me if I didn't just nail it. Do one
2: more. Do one more before we go into it
3: my name is Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. And I've got a Theranos situation. Fax machine.
1: Over the course of the last 11 years, we've made it possible I wasn't wrong. to run comprehensive laboratory tests right. from a few drops of blood that could be taken from a finger and we've made it possible
3: to eliminate the tubes and tubes of blood that's good that's good i think we get it she was she's a slow deliberate talker she's got mm-hmm. a very deep voice and uh she loved um steve jobs i mean she clearly liked his look because she only wears turtlenecks. black turtleneck
2: <laughs> turtlenecks she tried to sneak in there that she's always worn them since she was 14 <laughs> but i would like to see some I feel like they even showed some pictures of her they from did. when she was younger. And there was no black turtleneck. No black turtleneck. turtleneck. I noticed that too. And, of course, from childhood, we all have a turtleneck. But let's not pretend, I mean, the majority of us, but let's not pretend we only wore black turtlenecks, okay?
3: When you're in third grade and you're just going to school and you're black turtleneck every day. Yeah. But, by the way, she's an attractive
2: Oh, I didn't Woman. know your type and women. That never blinks? That's your type. <laughs> Interesting.
3: Well, I'm just saying, yeah, Elizabeth Holmes is my type. <laughs> you guys A look lady alike. Who never blinks and just talks bullshit. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but I think that was part of her allure. Uh-huh. She really attracted older men with money. Uh-huh.
2: Do you remember yes, that part of it? I do, yeah. I couldn't even believe. And what's so crazy is, I mean, not to get ahead of the story here, but I think our listeners can tell by our tone if they haven't seen this documentary. Well, and you just said she was full of shit. You said bullshit, okay? Listen, you said it first.
3: You didn't say bullshit, but you said you told everybody that
2: she w- was a cuckoo bird. But <laughs> she, again... What surprises me is how many people she lured to her, and especially these older men with a lot of money. What's also crazy is when the truth came out, it's kind of like Trump. When the truth came out, her followers still believed in her, and they still believed it was true and that it was possible. And I feel like if I was lured as far as these people were lured, once the truth came out, I would jump ship and be like okay yeah she did seem crazy you know she did seem a little weird (laughs) she She, yes i kind of felt all along yes her eyes were completely dry she never blinked (laughs) she never blinked well i
3: think it goes back to did we talk about before did we talk about the capability of being able to lie to yourself maybe because some people i was listening to npr hi (laughs)
2: that's smart (laughs) Intellectual (laughs) alert, intellectual (laughs) alert. I I really feel like
3: that that puts me on the map of an intellect. Anyway, they had somebody on there who was talking about people who can lie to themselves. And they said that sometimes athletes are able to do that. And they will, before they go compete, tell themselves that they are going to win it. They're going to win and they believe it Mm a hundred percent believe Mm -hmm. so some people can lie to themselves Mm -hmm. and she is one of them
2: okay but what are you saying about the athlete and then they do win or they don't win to me that doesn't sound like a lie it just sounds well
3: they can't win every time or they say or i'm the best in the world Mm -hmm. and they believe it Uh and then they're not always going to be best in the world but they believe it
2: but what was this story was it, it it went beyond athletes the NPR intellectual alert story.
3: Well, I can't remember it all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nor just, nor can you understand it all. <laughs> you, I, just thought, I just remember. <laughs> listen, Cheryl was listening to NPR and she does just, remember them sa- talking about how athletes will sometimes encourage themselves by saying I'm I can do this. And therefore <laughs> What? They can lie
3: to themselves and believe that they are the best in the world.
2: So they really believe they are the best in the world. Yes, because there. I have moments where I think, "Come on, Tig, you can do it," and then I get out of bed. Right <laughs> <laughs> after a motivational talk. Yeah, come on, Tig, just roll over. Go on, roll over. Well, it's just—it's just like a bit. Three cats in the way. Oh, no. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Do all your cats sleep with you? Pretty much. Yeah. We call it Kitty City around the house now. We uh-uh. have we have fluff, and then we have two uh-uh. kittens. Uh-uh. Don't don't uh uh-uh uh me. I'm telling you. I don't you. like it. Well, you don't have to sleep with me. <laughs> well, let's not
3: rule anything out. Listen. <laughs> yeah. um Yeah. Let's not. <laughs>
2: When is when is the time going to come that you have to sleep? We with don't know me? what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's
3: going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, weird things happen.
2: Okay, Listen, you heard is... it first from the intellectual. <laughs> 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 what if my house
3: was on fire and I called you and I said, "Tig, I have nowhere to go." Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm who would you, you would not call. Say... <laughs> I.
2: You, yeah, I don't know why I have to sleep in your as bed, an intellectual. <laughs>
3: That's there's who nobody, call. There's
2: nobody else in L.A. that I can call. How about the fire department? Well, I can't sleep at the fire a department. A long time ago, not even a long time ago, probably a couple of years ago, I told you that I felt like you and Bobby, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but the level of friendship that I feel with the two of you is if I was locked out of my house, I had nowhere to go, and say it's 3.30 in the morning, I would feel comfortable... Going up to your bedroom window and knocking on the window.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that I feel the same way about you. <laughs> That's why you're in my, uh, in my house was on fire. I feel like you and Stephanie would invite me in and let me snuggle in in between you.
2: <laughs> there's two boys and there's three cats. But I'm, you know, there's some people where I would say, oh, gosh, I have nowhere to go. I can't go up to their window and knock on their right at this hour. Whereas with no. you, I'd be like, oh, my God. Yes, we can, and also tell your friends. I would bring yeah. a whole gaggle. Yeah,
3: I can't wait to tell her what just happened. I have and... no
2: problem disturbing yeah. their sleep, and, you know, <laughs> let's go in. But if there's a fire, yeah, and you want to snuggle in yeah. bed with my entire family I'm scared. and all of yes. our animals. Well, I'm hoping
3: that the cats wouldn't be involved. Well,
2: yeah, Kitty City would probably get scared, and they'd probably run out and hide. Okay. But That's all I needed to hear. But to get you and Bobby in bed snuggling with my entire family. First of all, I think my children would be so scarred by a hairy man being in bed. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves.
3: Well, Tig, they're going to have to learn these things. No. I mean, they're going to have to. Oh. No. Not in this house. Are you just We're keeping telling hairy that? men a secret. What happens when they get... You know, when they become hairy men, yeah, what happens?
2: Well, then it'll be a fun surprise.
3: <laughs> okay, listen back to Elizabeth. Oh, right. Holmes. Mm-hmm. She had a good idea, she believed in herself. People liked this idea, mm-hmm. and she thought she was going to get there. Mm-hmm. So, for a while, she knew that these machines were not ready and were not working properly. But because this all happened in Silicon Valley, it's highly usual for people to be on super lockdown. Don't tell anybody our secrets.
2: Yeah. Don't tell anyone we're faxing vials of blood (laughs) to nowhere. Our secret is we don't know what the fuck we're doing.
3: Don't tell anyone. So she... It is weird because, like you're saying, she did have all of these people working for her, 900 people or something, 800 people. And she built this huge company, and they were desperately trying to make it work. Mm -hmm. And she'd walk through the halls.
2: In her black turtleneck.
3: Turtleneck, like sort of peacock feather, like, hey, Mm -hmm. it's my Mm -hmm. company. And everybody...
2: (laughs) Wait, (laughs) is that what it means? Is that what a peacock sounds like? That was unrelated to peacocks. Was that a chicken? It was unrelated to this podcast. I'd like you to keep going. <laughs> what happened? None of you. Ever it was this. intentional. I was have it my own in... life.
3: <laughs> I think you think that's what a peacock sounds like. <laughs> oh no. Nope. Okay. Um, so she so she's, you know, walking around and um and building this company. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then she's she had some really Powerful investors. Mm-hmm.
2: It was. Uh, w- wow.
3: Can you hear me? Drink water. <laughs> I can. I'm a very loud. La- I'm a loud swallower. Are you? Yeah. And sometimes if I. Mark, mark.
2: <laughs> I remember shooting a movie. Oh, memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> it's very big. Okay. Speaking
3: of cats, uh-huh. I was in a fantastic movie called Nine Lives, and it was about a cat that could talk.
2: I have been meaning to congratulate you on that film. <laughs> I know you were asking earlier if it was Oscar season yet, before we started recording, and I think you're going to get your <laughs> Lifetime Achievement Award for that movie during this Oscar ceremony. So congrats ahead Listen, of time.
3: I was great in that movie. Uh-huh. and Were you a cat? No, I was not a cat, but this is slightly interesting that the cat. I think that's what everyone tuned in for
2: was slightly interesting (laughs) side notes.
3: Kevin Spacey turned into a cat. And the only person that could understand him was Christopher Walken. This is true story. You can Google it. These people were cast in the movie as well? Yes, with Jennifer Garner. This is a real movie. But the point of the story is, Tig, not to get sidetracked on the movie. I had a scene where at the end of the scene, I would take a a swallow of my drink.
2: Oh, right, right. Let's hear it again. Okay.
3: And it was like the... Mm -hmm. And everybody could hear me swallow and the whole crew would laugh every time we did a take. And it got to the point where I didn't want to swallow because it was humiliating. Please don't
2: leave any detail out of this story. <laughs> anyway, that's the whole story. I'm now, not saying it's a good one, I'm just saying I know I'm allowed swallowing. I just wanna reach out to our listeners right now that are maybe <laughs> on a subway going to work or driving in their car or walking through the neighborhood trying to lose the last five pounds that they gained. <laughs> in 2020 we see you we feel you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we apologize
1: (laughs) this episode is brought to you by philo do you love tv do you love saving money then philo is your solution
0: Listen, we got to get back on this
3: train. Do you want to tell the people some of the <laughs> My boring <laughs> story. Oh, the... no. we cannot. One. No, time... we can't handle another boring oh. story. We just okay. can't. All right. Um, no. Some of the people that got involved mm-hmm. were. Uh...
2: They were from Apple. They were from Wells Fargo. Henry
3: Kissinger. <laughs>
2: yes, a lot of big shots.
3: A lot of big shots,
2: and then also this guy Sonny, who was the president and COO.
3: Mm-hmm. She
2: started. They started getting it
3: on. Yeah, yeah, which was interesting, and you know, uh, they didn't seem like a likely couple, but also, no, she doesn't have a. Uh, I don't. I don't mean this in a bad way. You don't. Not everybody she has means to...
2: this in a bad way. <laughs>
3: Not everybody has to have
2: a sexual... Uh, fe- this is very hurtful, what you're saying. <laughs> not everyone has to be sexy.
3: Right. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But also, you know how some people you meet and you're like, oh, just like not a...
2: Like you can't imagine them sexual in any possible way. Yeah, with uh,
3: with any like... Male any female yeah.
2: thing. And you're saying she has that vibe.
3: Yeah. Did you not mm-hmm. get that vibe from
2: her? Yeah, I I um I can't imagine being drawn to her in any other way except for whoa. <laughs> I I would like for her to be in a glass box and just watch her like she's a lizard or something.
3: Yes, because she's so interesting that she doesn't blink and she talks really low and you feel like oh she's she must know her shit because she's got the black turtleneck on and her Hair well, is back in a bun, and she's like, "I'm
2: sorry, <laughs> but those aren't the things that indicate." They are. They are indicators. Oh, look at her with her hair back in a bun, with a turtleneck on. Yeah, whoo! She must know what and she's the low doing. and the low voice, and she's telling you all about her
3: nano little dudes, nano tainer,
2: nano little dudes. Yeah, I, no, I don't find. I I was not attracted to her.
3: What about Sunny? Were you attracted to Sunny? Sunny's a man.
2: Sunny is a man. Doesn't matter, we're
3: just painting a picture
2: for you. I was crazily attracted to (laughs) Sunny. Oh my God. I really wish that was. I love how every episode we discuss who we were or weren't attracted to in the, in the no. documentary it's not, no. and it's always just oh, people not even trying to catch our eye or anyone's no. eye we're just like i don't know i kind of thought <laughs> he was cute or oh yeah no she was hot <laughs> what these on poor earth people I'm these poor sure people they're like, just, do not watch my documentary <laughs> i don't want to hear <laughs> Somebody's documenting these poor hear people's it. lives, and we are critiquing whether or not they're sexy. <laughs> no wonder people write in irritated, you know, thinking this is going to be some movie review. <laughs> First of all, this is not a movie review. <laughs> and second of all, we are here to discuss who is and is not sexy in their documentary. <laughs> you know what it it
3: it happens it comes up and we have to deal with it
2: we have to deal with it it's right <laughs> in our faces but I like that it only
3: comes up because we bring it up <laughs> nobody's Instead, like asking. Somebody else, nobody's asking. i mean there's not one there's not one listener out there that first we of have, all end
2: of sentence <laughs>
3: But there's nobody who said, hey, can you guys talk more about if you think the people are attractive
0: or not?
2: Oh, gosh. Not just attractive, but sexy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just how are their facial features, because we're not even talking about that. We're not talking about their figure. We're not talking about their bone structure. We're saying, do they have sex appeal? (laughs) Yes or no? (laughs) But this is a good question. Do you think that
3: sex appeal has to do with looks?
2: No, I think it can be. It's that initial, oh, look at that, oh. you know oh <laughs> your 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 bones formed that way, so I think you might possibly be interesting. But then, you know there's there's humor, and there's intelligence.
3: yeah, that you find sexy.
2: yeah. do you think Larry David is sexy? <laughs> um <laughs> why are you asking me if I oh because he gets girls
3: yeah, I
2: mean girls there are... are nuts about him
3: girls are nuts about him yeah, like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence
2: thinks he's sexy uh-huh Amy landecker dated him
3: yes, and she's very sexy okay we've we're taking it to
2: okay we gotta get back on this anyway wow, so your type is. Elizabeth Holmes and Amy Landecker. Interesting. I never said Elizabeth
3: Holmes is. uh, I would not make out with Elizabeth Holmes.
2: But you'd make out with Amy Landecker.
3: Yeah, I think I would. I mean, if the time was right. (laughs)
2: Listen, (laughs) it's right. (laughs) Like if Amy brought you over and lit some candles. (laughs) I don't know what this feels right. If my house was on fire. And Larry Trump. (laughs) What is happening? I have to wedge a Larry David imitation in.
3: Yeah, that was perfect. What are you
2: doing? Why are you making out in my house? Can you do one?
3: No. I can't follow that. Because okay. you nailed it. Right. Huh? Huh? Well what's going on? Okay, I'm not gonna try. Wait, okay. Who was that? Shut it. Shut it. Who wait, okay, no, here we go. truly,
2: who was that? <laughs> Tig Tig. Yes.
3: Let's get back on track. Okay, so now she's got a boyfriend.
2: Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, Amy, and Amy Landecker, and Sammy. no, Amy's married now.
3: Amy is married now.
2: Yeah, too bad. Um. <laughs> too bad. I, so sad. I, I missed my opportunity. <laughs> yeah, right when you think the time is right.
3: <laughs> By the way, I am also married.
2: Yeah, but it sounds like you're real willy nilly. You know. <laughs> podcast to podcast, you're jumping around from the lead singer of Metallica. To Amy Landecker. I mean, I'm alive.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. So listen, so at some point
2: Theranos. She alive. She's alive. <laughs> I'm looking at her on Zoom. She's alive.
3: Theranos signs a contract with Walgreens while they were struggling to fix their Edison machine.
2: Fax machine. Can we just <laughs> be honest? Fax machine.
3: Mm-hmm. You want to hear one of the engineers talk about the broken and dangerous Edison machines. Let's hear that.
1: You're handling a lot of fluid in the machine. Things got blood spilled all over them and got gunky. Some of the donors that we had were, you know, just people off the street who need money. And I imagine that, you know, there probably was a fair amount of hepatitis and and things like that. And the device would freeze up in the middle of running a test. And then I would have to reach in there with my hand. There were needles within the device that could puncture skin.
3: Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to hear the word gunky. Why? When I'm getting my blood taken. Gunky? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said it got gunky. Mm -hmm. So this is what was happening inside the Edison machine while they're selling it to Walgreens. And at the time, this is like one of the biggest companies. The company was worth $9 billion. Mm-hmm. $9 billion. And so what happened when they started putting these Edison machines into Walgreens, and the idea was people would go in there, get a little pinprick of blood, put it in this machine and find out what's wrong with them. But the machines weren't working. And so they would have to take blood People would go in there and like, okay, roll up your sleeve because we have to take a lot of blood from you. And people were like, wait a second. I thought I was just getting, you know, the little pinprick. And they were like, no, things change. Don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> things change. Don't worry about it.
3: <laughs> and they're still going along with this.
2: When this was going on, were you aware of it? No. Were you aware? No, I wasn't aware. And do you feel like you would have fallen for this?
3: You mean if I walked into
2: Walgreens and I was
3: buying a toothbrush and I was like, oh, I'll get a... Let me just check my blood real quick. Uh Uh-huh. You mean that? Or you mean if I was at Silicon Valley and I had $300 million to invest in? I guess
2: there's no reason to not fall for it. But I just mean, do you think it would have spoken to you, this company?
3: I like the idea of it. Mm -hmm. I do like the idea of it. And everything... There are so many things that are so small, <laughs> like, you know, uh, microchips and things that are so tiny that I don't understand. I honestly don't even understand. Most things. <laughs> like our computer. I don't understand how it's all coming in and how it goes through the air. I don't understand it. Mm-mm. Do you understand it? No, of course not. <laughs> I don't understand most things. Right. So if somebody said, hey... I know a lot about this.
2: I would say, great.
3: Right. I'd say, all right, I'll, I'll pinprick it. Yeah. I feel Let's like try it.
2: this could have, if I had known about it, spoken to my vulnerability. Yes. Because of having medical issues. And I would have thought, yeah. oh, this is really great. This is really helpful. I'm glad I didn't know about it. Right. Because, yeah. I, I just, I was thinking so much about people that were getting their hopes up, or they were just too invested in it.
3: Well, also, you're right about people being vulnerable, because I think a lot of people that were going to Walgreens to test their blood, they were probably people who didn't have the resources to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. to go have 200 tests done. Yeah, And that's why she drew a lot of people in because she was also saying that it was like a human... What's the word when you look out for other people? Um, friend? A human friend? <laughs> no. No. Human rights! It's like, it's like a, she was like, She's like a human friend. I hope a lot of people hear this one because we are nailing it. Um, just that she was like a human rights person. Yeah. That she was saying... Even people that don't have much money, they deserve to be able to check their health, to be able to get out in front of a disease that they might have. Mm -hmm. So I think that really spoke to people and they felt like, oh, my gosh, yes, because that was the idea, too, in her TED Talk, if people would know about their disease earlier on, they might have been able to do something about it. Yeah. So I think that really struck people and, and people were excited about it. It's that.
2: very appealing. Yeah, very. The idea of it. Yeah. It's just, you know, when I was watching this movie, I was just picturing Willy Wonka having <laughs> some closed door and behind it, it's, he's like, it's a spaceship boat car. It's, it's a modern day spaceship boat car. Give me your money now. And, you know, everybody, oh, let me have a peek. No, not yet. Can't have a peek. Give me your millions. And, um, mm. and then you open the door and there's, you know, a kazoo on the floor. <laughs> and there's like
3: some guy, like on a bike, <laughs> yeah. like creating the energy to run the little. The kazoo. but she Ah! had built she had built an amazing company Mm -hmm. structure Mm -hmm. I mean people walked in and they were very impressed with it and even she went to the link to when people would walk in to see you know what she was doing she would draw their blood she'd pinprick their blood Mm -hmm. to show them how it works she'd give them a tour around the property and meanwhile she told them that she was Checking it with her Edison, uh-huh. but she was, using, she was using a kazoo. <laughs> she, was using, <laughs> she was using machines that were commercially yeah. sold right. to check all their blood and then say, Oh, this is how you turned out. She
2: still stands by her product. I know I'm jumping ahead, but it's hard not to. She still claims to have told the truth. She still claims her fax machine and kazoo <laughs> work. And can tell you if you have AIDS, cancer, herpes. When
3: I saw that people were like getting their blood tested while they were on the tour, mm-hmm. does it seem weird to get a blood test back when you're just taking a tour of someplace and they're like, oh, we tested you for 200 diseases and here's what you have? Now let's go get a
2: coffee. Yes. Is that weird? Yes. Is that weird? You to have you? cancer, AIDS, and herpes. <laughs> Do you want uh, a latte or a chai tea? That seemed like weird. Uh, like, like they should have a therapist or something in case you have a massive diagnosis. Yeah. They're just assuming that
3: everybody's blood is going to be perfectly fine, that it's like a parlor game or something. That sort of scared me. Yes. Okay. Listen, do you want to hear, um, people are starting at this point to get a little suspicious.
2: For good reason. <laughs>
3: listen to the receptionist she talks about elizabeth and when she went to interview with her and one of the things about elizabeth is that she feels very present you know like eye to eye don't look away type of person and i think i think that goes pretty far when people are trying to convince somebody of something
2: yeah when somebody's trying to trap you with their eyeballs look away yeah look away or start backing up unless you're yeah. in a romantic situation you know. Then lean in. Yeah, lean, lean in. into the eyeball trappings. But otherwise, ski-daddle.
0: <laughs> when I went That's on that. an interview, Elizabeth was there. And I was a little surprised, considering I would be the low man on the totem pole. Uh, I found out later there was no one that got past her in order to get
2: hired. Um, <laughs> I know this sounds odd, but uh,
3: my first impression was that she didn't blink. Doesn't sound odd.
2: No. And I like the photo that they showed to prove she didn't blink. Was it still? (laughs) Of her with her eyes open. (laughs) Yeah. Was it still with her eyes open? (laughs) And that's their proof. (laughs) Uh, No more questions.
3: (laughs) Okay. Listen, they start getting paranoid, Mm -hmm. uh, Elizabeth and Mm Sonny, because people are starting to talk. Yeah. And they start referring to each other as Eagle One and Eagle Two. Mm -hmm.
2: By the way, can I just say... You want us to be called that? (laughs)
3: Well, as far as code names and code words go... Those are overused. They're overused. (laughs) Eagle is overused. Like, do something
2: else. Uh, We should probably rename this podcast Eagle One and Eagle Two. (laughs) Why would somebody use that? That's silly. That's somebody that's been watching cartoons. Yeah. To actually present that. Yeah. Imagine that. You have a multi-billion dollar company and you suggest to somebody with a straight face. Yeah. Like say you and I started a company. Yeah. And we were getting paranoid. Yeah. And I say, with a straight face. Yes. Cheryl, we need to start going by Eagle One and Eagle Two. <laughs>
3: And by the way, I like that everybody else at the company is like, Tim, Sam, Susan,
2: Eagle Eagle One, (laughs) Eagle Eagle Two. (laughs) But what would you say to me if I suggested we start Uh, going by Eagle? Like, I have a great idea. Eagle One, Eagle Two. What would you say to me?
3: Well, I feel like I'm a person that would be like, look, if that means a lot to you, I'll, I'll do it. I mean, do I think it's dumb? Yeah. I would think it's dumb, but I'd still, if it, if it made you feel better. And how
2: would you feel about being Eagle Two? Yeah, I'd rather be Eagle One. Well, yeah, who wouldn't? I'm gonna but I'm going e- e- to fight you to the end to be. I'm not going to be Eagle I Two. Just,
3: whoever comes up with it is Eagle they're One. Put they're the genius. Number
2: one. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. my, my idea. So obviously, <laughs> I'm Eagle One.
3: I'm Eagle One. <laughs> I mean, why not just come up with code names for yourself, like Thelma and.
2: Bob. Why
3: not Louise? You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> because he's a guy. I'm
2: just saying... But these that guys would really could... throw people if they're like, okay, Thelma and Louise making their entrance.
3: Well, I think it would also stick out. Mm-hmm. Like Eagle One and Eagle Two. But if you said Thelma and Bob are coming to the building, people would be like, I don't give a shit about Thelma and Bob.
2: That's really smart, Cheryl. Thanks. Cuckoo Bird One and Cuckoo Bird Two <laughs> are entering the building. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can
3: I tell you? Sure. There's a point in this documentary when um, people are s- starting to worry. They, they're they hearing things. Things are starting to come apart a little bit. And then the FDA approves Theranos to test for herpes. And it was a celebration like Mardi Gras in that building. And how
2: does the FDA approve that?
3: Yeah, that's good. I mean, a good... seriously. And why only herpes? Where they're like, okay, we'll give you herpes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what about the other 199 ailments that... Yeah. uh, But we have all the faith in the world that we can detect a bubble on your lip. By the way, also
3: awkward when these people are taking a tour of the factory and they test positive for herpes. Herpes,
2: herpes, (laughs) herpes. Just that you get the herpes stamp. (laughs) I mean, it's like... I mean, it's nothing about this
3: seems relaxing. Or I mean, I would be terrified. It's basically, the herpes tour,
2: right? You come out the <laughs> other end, and you find out if you have herpes. Because that's all they're approved to. to do I have herpes? Really? Yes. Yes, you do. You want do. a cappuccino? Oh my god! People with blisters on their lips come through. <laughs> And find out they do in fact have herpes
3: (laughs) yeah now it's 100% sure they know But
2: could they actually detect herpes or not I'm confused I have no idea
3: that's a good question thank you I don't know that they answer that That makes me
2: not trust the FDA and this is a time when we need to have faith in the FDA yeah not that there's a time when we can be real loosey-goosey with the FDA
3: but yeah it's we're we're in crunch time But the thing is, is that they were sending the blood off to get it checked by these commercially Mm -hmm. sold machines. Herpes machines. (laughs) Maybe their herpes uh, diagnoses were always right on. How hilarious. For people like, oh yeah, that's what I thought.
2: How hilarious that this woman (laughs) gathered Henry Kissinger and all these people, all these old men with billions of dollars and so much experience and her fax machine just tells you if you have herpes or not. That that's, this is all... At Walgreens. At... Like, how... That's where you find out.
3: It's, like everything it. it's, a, ni- it's a $9 billion a herpes company. Machine. <laughs> At Walgreens. At... It's just like... I mean... Uh... So... So the wheels are coming off. You have herpes. <laughs> I like they announce it next in this store. You have herpes. <laughs> um, but listen, oh seriously. My God. Okay. During all during all of this time, John, Carrie Root, <laughs> from the Wall Street Journal, he starts an investigation, uh-huh. and he he. <laughs> And he learns that the majority of the blood tests are being done commercially.
2: Oh, my God. And I can't get over a $9 billion herpes of (laughs) shit. In a very public way. (laughs) That she had a TED Talk about the whole operation, everything that was put behind this. I can't. I'm sorry. I don't know why I can't move on from it all boiling down to a $9 billion herpes. Herpe,
3: herpe <laughs> herpes. Herpes detector. Herpes detector. It's. It, but like I said, in this documentary, I just love the celebration that went on when they got. Uh, oh approved for herpes. Okay, listen. So so this guy starts doing this investigation.
2: Okay. I'm probably going to have to sit out for the rest of the show. <laughs> take, take a knee. Um, and he because starts... Because I think, and I don't have herpes, but I feel like mm-hmm. you know you have herpes when your crotch is burning, right? Or you have a bubble on your lip or something.
3: Uh, well, I'm sure that people would go get tested if they felt like there might be an irregularity right. somewhere. I'm
2: just saying it probably doesn't need a nine billion dollar herpes detector. <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> if you have a symptom, yes. let's just yes. let's just say you probably, yeah, you have, probably it. have
2: herpes.
3: You're gonna be okay. But you don't need to go to Walgreens and have it announced. In I Isle guess nine. I'm
2: just thinking also if I started this company and this machine and I was <laughs> it all boiled down to <laughs> her <Herpes> detecting. <laughs> I just think of how embarrassing that would be after doing TED talks and flying all around the world and having political allies people invested in you people are so invested in everything you're doing <laughs> <just> detecting her <Herpes>. face. <laughs>
3: Listen, they were thrilled to get that approval.
2: Uh, Look, I'm thrilled they got the approval. Look at me. I've never been so happy. I think that's the hardest I've laughed in my life.
3: That really got Um, you. That really got you.
2: please. Should we go into Uh, the time I really got you?
3: No. All right. No. Everybody's heard that story, and it doesn't really go anywhere.
2: I know. But this doesn't go anywhere. At least it at least it has to do with this documentary.
3: Barely. I'm trying to get us back on track. Um, okay, listen. So now this guy is investigating her and now Theranos has a lawyer. Smartest thing they've done. Yeah, but by the way, do you know how much they spent on attorneys? Nine billion. No, but like four hundred million. Anyway, so he's starting to think. Oh wait a second, this isn't adding up, and their labs are inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And they say that I don't know why this is all about sexual diseases. If a hundred, a if hundred people, this is what they said. If a hundred people. Listen, syphilis is not a laughing matter. But if a hundred people with syphilis use Theranos for tests, only sixty-five would come up positive. So thirty-five people would think, Oh, okay. I thought I had syphilis, but I'm I don't.
2: Right. The syphilis portion of this podcast isn't nearly as funny as, as funny the, as the, the herpes the herpes detector.
3: Okay, I'm pushing through. I don't need you to go off on another. Well, I don't need you to get mad at control. me for being
2: so happy. <laughs>
3: Well, listen, we've okay. got to tell people what happens. Yeah, no, and
2: It all ends up really positive.
3: Walgreens finally puts a stop to Theranos Centers.
2: Mm-hmm. Sorry. Find out that you have herpes elsewhere. <laughs>
3: and then John Kerry Wall Street Journal article was published, and then the FDA bans the nanotainer. Oh, oh! you get handed herpes and you get it taken right away.
2: Yeah. You have to rely on your um, burning crotch. Just as an
3: indicator. Yeah. The CMS, I don't even know what CMS stands for. Do you? I know, um, but um, does, I don't anything
2: know. <laughs> does, does anything matter? Does anything matter? What is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> Just in the big picture <laughs> of You're life. What are you talking about? <laughs> Does anything matter? Does anything matter? <laughs> why would you say that in the middle of our Why would you get so podcast? upset and take it so seriously and personally as you sit in your own closet? Why, why would you, just, you say that while we're recording our podcast? Why would you why dare you, say, does anything matter?
0: You, shut up. Why would you
3: shout out to the
2: matter? Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, okay. So yeah, the CMS revoked it. <laughs> what do you think the CMS is? I don't <laughs> know. It's so particularly funny to see you cry out loud, why would you say does anything matter as you sit in your closet? <laughs> because.
3: I mean, because you have to at least act like it matters for this well.
2: podcast. <laughs> okay. i got to pull it together. What do you think CMS stands for? Ah, uh,
3: I think it stands for country's most... Center
2: for Medical Services. Oh.
3: Is that right? I don't know. Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Wow. Wow.
2: Okay. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Okay. Wow. Okay. Embarrassing. So... Wow. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Does it really matter?
3: Does anything really matter?
2: Not known for her, uh, <laughs>
3: My... My... impersonations. impersonations. <laughs> it sounded like Larry
2: David. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's your go-to, and that's terrible. <laughs> when you imitate me, you do Larry David, and your Larry David is terrible. <laughs>
3: Okay, listen, I'm wind- we've got to wind this down. Okay, sorry to bother you. So now Eliza- <laughs> Elizabeth never admits to doing anything wrong. Uh, no. And instead, she doubles down. She should
2: have just pivoted to, I created a herpes detector. <laughs> 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 That's what she should have pivoted to. It's just taken pride. just been like, The one look, thing that she did if accomplish. If your crotch is burning or you have a bubble on your lip... <laughs> Let's send it through the fax machine and I'll blow the kazoo if you have (laughs) herpes. Oh my god That's what she should have done. She just should have taken it on and been like She didn't. Okay.
3: She didn't. She doubled down on her lie to the world. Mm. She introduced a new computer. Oh. That looked exactly like the Edison. (laughs)
2: Looked suspiciously (laughs) like the herpes detector. (laughs)
3: But it was called the Mini Lab. Uh-huh. And at this point Also a
2: fax machine. Yes.
3: Henry Kissinger, George Schultz, and David Bowie's. <laughs> Not David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. How are we gonna come on.
2: <laughs> Does anything matter? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, my God. You heard it. You heard it here first. It was Henry Kissinger, George <laughs> Schultz, and David
3: Bowie. They all resigned. Listen, I'm reading names from... Maybe that's not how you pronounce his name. Boy, boys? David Boys. <laughs> I think it's Bowie's. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Does anything matter? No. They resign from the board. And then... Oh, this is sad. Oh. And then Elizabeth breaks up and fires Sunny.
2: Oh, that's heartbreaking. Typical. I was not expecting that. I cried so hard when they split up.
3: I was going to ask you if you cried during this documentary because I know
2: I do. You're a crier. I am a crier. I like that every episode we go over. Did you cry? And who (laughs) who are you attracted to? (laughs) Like any good um, (laughs) any good good critics would. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. uh, We sexualize everybody. And if we can't sexualize them, then they are the least sexy person in the world. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Uh, In
3: 2018, Theranos dissolves. And Elizabeth and Sunny are charged. They are charged with conspiracy and fraud. Mm -hmm. Because, by the way, I mean, it's really sad because people were... Being misdiagnosed, except with herpes. Herpes, they were a hundred percent on. Yeah, woo, but woo. it is, huh? It, it is a good question. Why did the FDA, out of all those <laughs> yes. two hundred tests, why were they like, you know what? They're pretty good at the
2: herpes yeah, one. They
3: can definitely
2: tell when your crotch is burning and you have bubbles on your lips.
3: So anyway, as of now, they've been charged with conspiracy and fraud, but. I guess they're not in jail yet because they haven't been able
2: to go to court
3: because of COVID.
2: And I'll put it out there. Elizabeth, if you're listening, oh, get oh in touch my God. and we would love to chat. DM us. We would love to chat. I don't check my DMs. I have to be honest. I don't either. Stephanie laughed at me because she flipped through my Instagram and she was like, you know, you have messages over here. Never even peekabooed over there. It never crossed your mind. No.
3: All right, Tig. It is time for Happily Ever After Thoughts.
2: Would you recommend this to anyone, Cheryl?
3: I would recommend this to everyone. I love it so much. But I am fascinated by psychopaths? Sociopaths. Mm-hmm. I think she's a sociopath, yeah. right? yeah. She can lie and believe the lie and tell people. I think she's more comfortable lying than telling the truth, mm-hmm. which I th- I find fascinating. Would you
2: recommend it? I would, yeah. I definitely liked the documentary. I would say, you know, yeah. It wasn't one of my favorites, but it was definitely interesting. Hmm. Okay. And what's
3: the biggest takeaway for you?
2: Well, I would hate to think that, With the loss of Elizabeth Holmes in this medical genre that, Mm -hmm. you know, have we lost the world's greatest herpes detector with her? You know, that it is a takeaway. I I leave this wondering, how will we know? As Whitney Houston once said, how will I know?
3: Do you think she was talking about a herpes detector? Probably. Maybe. I think that's fair. And I, you know, it's tough if we, if we as a nation lost that, that's tough.
2: It's one of the hardest things we're facing as a nation right now is the loss of the $9 billion herpes detector.
3: At the drugstore. At Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> you have herpes. Oh, no. I like that the, the little Edison machine makes an announcement. Oh, you know what I learned? I learned that if you're, If you're lying, Uh, you should just keep your eyes open and don't blink.
2: Oh, that's good. Yes. That was my takeaway. Do you want to promote anything, Cheryl? No, I'm good. Do you want to promote anything? I want to promote this podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. True Story. Tell your friends. It's real fun to record. It's a delight reading messages and comments. So please write us, review us, keep telling us what you think, about mm-hmm. the documentaries, and mm-hmm. uh, also, we might read your review or response or email. That's true. Well, Cheryl, let's wrap up, yeah, and get out of here. And yes. um, I need to go lie down after laughing that hard. My side hurts. Oh, that was funny. I l o l'd. Yeah. Please don't ever say that. I really hope we hear from Elizabeth Holmes.
3: Elizabeth, yeah, reach out because we would love to hear your side of it.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, should we do it again?
3: Yes. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kopasich and Thomas Willett. audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can also email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. Next week, we'll be talking about some kind of heaven.
1: That was a headgum podcast.